Gather round, one and all, and listen to tales of excitement and adventure. Tales of daring heroes, savage monsters, and bards who just couldn't keep it in their pants. Tales of friendship, nobility, drunken foolishness, and unforgettable fun. These are tales of role-playing games, fair listeners, and this is Rollin' Bones. My name is Ryan Howard, and I shall be your guide. Good evening, Boneheads, and welcome to Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard, your RPG treasure trove. I am your host and king of the Boneheads, Ryan Howard, and this evening we've got a little something different in store for you guys. As you can see here, this screen looks very different from what we usually have, uh, so let me just go through and introduce everyone. You guys should recognize two of these people, one of them... Uh, composed the song you just heard. So, of course, we've got John and Joe Page of Project Full Blade. Guys, welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, thanks. For, we've been looking forward to uh, playing with you guys, so thank you. Absolutely. And I've been on their show a couple times. Uh, this is their first time on my show, but we have with us tonight from Gamertarians, Prax and Rez. Guys, welcome. What's up? Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Howdy, howdy. Happy to be on here finally. Uh, pay you back for all the time you come over and help us out <laughs> and hang out on our channel. Absolutely. <laughs> this may be my first time actually playing legit D&D. Well, I, I, I hear good things about this DM. <laughs> nah, he's a bum. He's yeah. a loser. That's interesting because I heard nothing but crap. <laughs> yep. Tom Wood says he's a lousy house guest. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept going around pretending to be a fed all night. <laughs> That's hilarious. But no, as I have talked about uh, in the lead up to this, this is the session zero for uh, my first ever actual play show. Uh, I've, I've never done something like this before. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because I'm always crapping on actual play for being uh, more entertainment than D&D, &D, but here I am breaking my own rules, so <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and this is a little preview of the world that I'm looking to publish in. Uh, this is the world of Nighthaven on the continent of Dareholm. Uh, this is my own creation. If you steal any of my stuff, I don't believe in IP law, but I'll be very sad, and I'll, okay. I'll probably <laughs> shake my fist at someone. So, uh, <laughs> hit me up. I have screenshots and everything's already backed up. <laughs> we accept crypto. <laughs> Stay tuned right. for the next uh, source book for Project Full Blade. Welcome to Night Haven with a K at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, we already have a, a logo slapped on it and it's already on the website. So it's too late. That's so good. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean,. John and Joe, you guys have been on the show before. Prax and Rez, it's your first time. I won't subject you to the complete rundown of all the questions that I give people, but there is one that I want to ask both Prax and Rez since I've got you on the show. Um, 
If you could put anything on a t-shirt, what would it be? Besides your logo, because I know you have that already. <laughs> what? Huh? What? I don't know what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, just the classic. I don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. You know, like that's 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 a great T-shirt. Someone's probably already done it. <laughs> don't hurt people. Don't take this T-shirt. That's yeah. right. Including this T-shirt. Uh, I'm going to go with what I just came up with, which is uh, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park half-consuming someone, but the head is Kamala Harris instead. <laughs> <laughs> All there right. <laughs> there we go. T-Rex. <laughs> Shooter! By the way, when Ryan hit us with that question, when we were on his podcast earlier, we were way worse than what you guys just gave, so who knows? <laughs> wow, because we I thought mine was horrible. Thanks. Now, it was quick, though. It was quick. <laughs> I think it took me 15 minutes to come up with something terrible. <laughs> or something like that? You'd have your own face on your teacher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've That's had some... Vain. I've had some people just straight up not able to answer that question. I, Andrew Gaska from uh, the Alien RPG just could not come up with an answer. <laughs> Like Angel from the office, like, what would you put on your shirt? No. <laughs> yeah, now, now that I've had some time to think about it, like, you know how they have those t-shirts that, like, look like you're wearing a tuxedo? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd probably make one that looks like you have one of those big, like, 1990s rap clocks uh, hanging off your, your neck. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? They wore the rap videos. Yeah. Flavor Flav clocks. Yeah. Flavor Flav clock t-shirt. There you go. You can take Sweet. that one. Who's gonna make more money off stealing ideas tonight? The Flavor Flav T-shirt or this this these art assets? Right oh yeah, now. yeah. My guests don't realize this. I, I'm I'm compiling a list of the best T-shirts, and I'm gonna start <laughs> I'm gonna start my own business here. It's called Secret Shark Tank. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I hear about rolling rolling bones wear. Yep. <laughs> Bonehead apparel. Kamalosaurus <laughs> Rex sounds good. <laughs> Next time we're on, Ryan, I want a redemption shot at that question. So I'm going to start thinking now, and I'm going to come up with something good. <laughs> Absolutely. When, when we do session one in August, uh, I, I will press you again for an answer. Okay, I'll have one. I have a good one. All right. I don't, <laughs> I don't like failing, so I have to try them. Just stumble again. Absolutely. Shit, I forgot to prep for it. <laughs> cool. So uh, before we kick things off here, I just kind of want to go around, and, and we'll start with, with Joe. Um, just because I started with Prax and Res on that one. Uh, Joe, what's your uh, level of experience with uh, D&D as a whole and then with 5e in particular? So I started with 2nd Edition when John was showing me how to play it, um, but that wasn't the one I had the most experience with. 3.0, 3.5, especially the Psionics 3.5 book is where I started to fall in love with it. Um, fourth edition came out. I bought all the books and then I threw them all in the garbage. I, I couldn't play that game. So I moved on to Pathfinder for a while. Um, so this is actually my third fifth edition game. The first one was when it first came out. And then the one that I'm running now is just me and my cousin. I'm the only player and he's the DM. So it's a very uh, intimate game, but it's fun. Um, but really, my experience with fifth edition is minimal. Gotcha. Gotcha. You still got a ton of experience. That's like years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I played I played more Project Full Blade than uh, anything else, so I kind of do my own thing. Nice. 
And I apologize in advance for, for not running this in Project Full Blade. I have not devoted myself enough to the, the rules to feel comfortable running it yet, so... It's okay. I have a curse, and I, I had a, a nightmare where I came up with all these new mechanics, so there's another overhaul, so it's not ready yet, but Fair wait enough. till it comes out. Then we'll do that shit. Absolutely. You did just but, give us a free expansion, so we can't be that, that angry. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, welcome to Night Haven, K-N-I-G-H-T, Haven. Coming soon to yeah. Project Full Blade. <laughs> Qu question about Project Full Blade. Did you guys also opt to use the default Amish quilt avatars that uh, Roll20 is using? Those are some killer default graphics there. It really makes me think about raising a barn. <laughs> we did it the hard way. We, we did a mix of custom art that uh, Joe's friend George, uh, what's his... Uh, simply, simply Georges. Oh, yeah. He is amazing, and he did the art for the audio book. And then we, we just went on like websites and and pulled off images. We paid credits or whatever for him, so we just kind of filled it in that way. Yeah, no, he he really brought brought it to life. He's got a style yeah. that I've never seen before. He's he's gonna he's gonna be big. Nice. Send me his contact information because I am actually seriously going to put out a book at some point and. I know a bunch of artists, but, you know, supporting someone who supports friends is also a priority for me, so. Yeah, absolutely. I'll get it to you after this. Sweet. Now, uh, John, what what about your experience? How much experience with D&D, &D and then uh, this is your first 5e game, isn't it? This is my first 5e game, and, and I, I threw 15 years on Twitter earlier, and I was thinking about it. I don't, that may be slightly exaggerating, but the numbers between 10 and 15... It's been 10 to 15 years since I played any Dungeons and Dragons. Period. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, so that so this is like a you know a return for me. And I I read I you know I got the Five E Handbook. I read through it. It's basically three E with some pluses. Maybe we could call it three point seven five edition instead of three point five. But uh, looks good. I like my character. So um, yeah, I guess to wrap this up before I ramble on too much, I I brought Joe into D and D. I started when I was fifteen. Uh, before that, we were big fans of HeroQuest. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I've been playing Second Edition since I was fifteen. Uh, skills and powers, combat and tactics, spell compendiums, uh, the the uh, the deity book for the for the clerics. We had like all the books, and I read every single word of every one of those books. So that that's awesome. my favorite edition. Second. Um, third was great, and then fourth came out, and that's when we quit. Well, that's when I quit anyway. I was like, this is garbage. So It must have been bad. You it guys was... really don't like it. Oh, it was terrible. Basically, yeah. I met... oh, sorry, go ahead, John. That's all right. Uh, Joe's been basically playtesting Project Full Blade for the past 10 years, because we kept playing, but we would playtest Joe's game, and I mean, you know, from what it was 10 years ago, it was completely different, so... But yeah, Prax, basically, uh, 4th edition was, they they took Dungeons and & Dragons and went, how can we make this as much like World of Warcraft as possible? Because that's oh. what people want when, when they play D&D. Like grinding your dailies and stuff? Got it. Okay. Yeah, and also, <laughs> like, here here's some, like, basically cooldown powers that you use in combat and stuff. like All kinds of weird MMO-type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the one thing I didn't like about it is there's obviously a right choice. So nobody picked like the fun stuff. It was always gotcha. like mm -hmm. the right choice. The one battle thing, the one support utility, the one it was just like average. Well, yeah, that's how World of Warcraft works. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they nailed it. <laughs> Here's your build path. Exactly. exactly. Get one. Absolutely. Watch my DPS meters. And of course, uh, Big Slamu has already started with the uh, the Dominic Toretto memes in chat. Uh, What's up, Slamu? Here we go. Nowhere, nowhere is safe from Dominic Toretto, apparently. <laughs> of course, who needs safety from Dominic Toretto when you have family? <laughs> There's some good memes coming out with that. It'd be like a big yeah. ass dragon, and Dominic Toretto's like, "Don't worry, we have family." Yeah. Did you see <laughs> the so Yu-Gi-Oh one? No, I didn't see the. Oh, uh, uh, he pulls out uh, blue eyes, and then um, Yugi pulls out Dom, and it's like the cards his family on it. And it's that <laughs> Seto Kaiba face. It's like, oh. <laughs> hilarious. Nice. Now, uh, Prax, what about your experience with uh, with gaming and and five E? Uh, high school, staying up all night. Some dude that like my friends knew. I had really weird. I traveled because I played sports, so I knew some cool people. But then I was also like this nerd on the side uh, who knew a lot of like not cool people. But I liked the not cool people better. Um, and like <laughs> they would, uh, they just like, hey, we're gonna play D and D. I'm like, cool. I, you know, because I had this, I had this funny story about how my parents who are like ultra conservative Christians were like kept it a secret that they played D and D like when it was taboo, like when they were putting out like chick tracks about how like, you know, play D and D lose your soul, kill yourself, things like that. Mm -hmm. And, but I always thought it was cool because my parents who are like squares for all intents and purposes, like play D and D. And so I kind of was like, I want to try it someday too. And, um, like, uh, Finally had a chance to do it in, in, in high school. Uh, the guy who was DMing for us, I think he was probably pretty good when he wasn't playing with a bunch of idiot jabronis like us. So, But we we just kind of like did stupid stuff, but it was fun. Like my friend kind of ruined it, somewhat of what Rez was talking about, when he was just kind of like, yeah, I cut the rope on the rope bridge and everybody falls to their death, you know. <laughs> and like the DM was always trying to like maneuver around his shenanigans while we were trying to play the game. One dude was just kind of like, wanted to go probably play tech mobile instead or something, you know? <laughs> um, and so we, we, we didn't get very far in high school, but then recently uh, before all the lockdowns and everything, my friends and I had started to do a homegrown campaign, which we didn't finish. I got to like, I think level three or level four on a warlock. And then we also got halfway through another campaign, just out of the box, basic curse of Strahd, but we didn't finish it. I'm like level three on a paladin over there and we're going to plan on finishing it. But other than those, other than like the goofy high school experience and then those two unfinished campaigns, you know, I, I, I probably have like a hundred hours of whatever quality DMing I've had. I don't even know if it's been good. I've had fun. I have a lot of memories. Gotcha. And uh big slamu has a, uh... Call dibs on Bo Jackson if we end up playing Tech Mobile. So, damn it. Okay, you take Green Bay Packers and you you run their center. It's the fastest center, and you can you can grab Bo. There's a counter to Bo. Okay, Green Bay Packers center. That's Whoa. awesome. Is that true? Oh, defensive center, hundred percent. I played oh the crap gosh. out of that game. Green hey, Bay that, Packers defensive center. That's for Super Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile, the original. It, Bo Jackson's definitely faster. Fair okay. enough. Okay, there that is for super. Okay, my bad, big slamu. I you have <laughs> defeated me. Apologize. Oh, that, now he's 
He's saying that only Brad Muster is, is the counter to Bo Jackson. I think that's the defensive center for <laughs> the Packers, Brad Muster, I believe. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, people give NBA Jam a hard time for having that cheesy, like, catch-up mechanic at the end of the game, but Tecmo Bowl was just as bad about it, too. You could be down, like, two, three touchdowns, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the dude's a contender for OT. <laughs> I didn't know there was meta for uh, for Tecmo Bowl. Today I learned. Next time you can make sure we have a Tecmo campaign. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Welcome to Tecmo Haven. Yeah. It's it's an art in and of itself is playing that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I was wondering, does a fighter, I'm going to be a fighter, is there like a archetype or subclass for like a charging chuck out of like uh... (laughs) I mean, that's just called a fighter. Okay. (laughs) That's that's whichever fighter archetype you pick, unless you're doing like an arcane archer. Can you make sure he wears a football helmet? (laughs) <laughs> and then uh rez you actually don't have a whole lot of role-playing experience but I, i'll let you answer the question for yourself what is your experience with role play and and with fifth edition if any well let me see so i think in the late 90s and early 2000s uh, a movie came out called dungeons and dragons and i remember watching the trailer once uh I don't have much experience beyond that. I had a, a, a few really bad games that I played with some people here and there that were less than an hour, or one we talked about beforehand where I didn't know what I was doing, so I just followed someone else's lead, and he happened to be the murderer hobo. Um, so that fell apart within like an hour. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't have much experience playing anything, doing anything like this. So, or at least good experience. Let's see something real quick. Sure. sure. Like for any, t- if you if you can time travel and go back to any day over the last whatever fifty, sixty, seventy, I don't know how long, how long Dungeons and Dragons has been going, but all the way back when it first created, the worst possible point in any universe at any time to come into D and D's for watch a trailer of that movie. Do you understand? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Mm-hmm. I'm fetching up that. Apologize. No, that's all good. Yeah, so I yeah, very limited experience, and the limited experience I had was very bad. So, yeah, yeah I think there was a Wayans in that movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think his name was Snail. Yeah, maybe Abbott could be wrong on that. Medea's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons I'd actually and watch that. I'd I'd Heck watch yeah. I'd watch Tyler Perry's Dungeons and Dragons. That. <laughs> It would be better. Yes. It would be better than the '90s version. You could say that mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Yeah, I think the best Dungeons and Dragons movie is from this group called, I believe it's Zombie Orifice, uh, but it's called The Gamers, and they have three of them. Part two is probably my favorite. Part three is more about card games, but that's the best DD movie you're going to find. Super low budget, cheesy, by the way, but that's the best you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry presents Medea Goes to Night Haven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Don't tempt okay. me. There's a tavern. <laughs> There's a tavern coming up very soon. Don't 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 tempt me. <laughs> but no, I, for my money, the the best Dungeons and Dragons movie ever made is Conan the Destroyer. Okay, it's not a great Conan movie, but it's a great Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> I like the second Conan. It's not mm. the first. 
Right. Nothing could ever be the first Conan, but uh, that second one was, you know, you can separate yourself. It's not bad. Absolutely. Cool. So uh, one of the things that we're going to do tonight in session zero is I'm having these guys roll stats. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyone out there who's uh, who's point by purist or anything like that, um, if you feel, uh, you know, a, a spike of rage, if you're triggered, I'm sorry, but this is how we're doing it. So, uh, let's see, let's actually start, uh, so Rez, since, uh, you know, you, you have the least experience with role-playing, let's start with you, and just kind of, uh, walk you through the process here. So, like I said at the beginning, uh, we're gonna be rolling stats in order, so do, do you know where your character sheet is? I have the dice in front of me. Okay. Uh, that's it. So, uh, do you see the icon on Roll20 that looks like a newspaper? The, uh, the journal right. one? Yeah, on the, yeah, the journal. Okay. Yeah, click on uh, that, click... and then click on Rez's sheet, and your character sheet will open from there. Uh, nothing is loading when I do that. Wait, I so... don't see anything either. Yeah, me either. Oh, cool, it's not just me. Let's see. This DM, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never... <laughs> We, we will, uh, we'll come back to that. All right, uh, so just go ahead, roll me, uh, 4d6. We can vamp. You want us to vamp a little bit? Say what? While you, you want us to vamp while you look at it? No, it's all good. Don't. Okay. I, I will, so I'm, I'll go I'm ahead ready. and add scores. So, okay. Um. I got you covered right here. <laughs> we can, just a little, you know, while you work it out. Oh, okay. So, no, okay, all right. All right, so, uh, yeah, Rez, go ahead, roll me 4d6 to start with. I did it. All right, yes. let's see. Cool. All right, so uh, what we're going to do here, uh, it's 46 and drop the lowest, so you're going to end up with a 13 to start. So uh, For strength? Yeah, so your strength okay. score to start with is going to be a 13. Uh, go ahead, do that again. Oh, it's exciting. All right, so drop the one. You drop the one. That is a it's a twelve for Dex. <laughs> twelve for Dex. Twelve for Dex. All right, all right, all right. All right. Charisma. I'm gonna have the least charisma of any warlock ever. <laughs> Straight ones coming up. Here we go. There it is. All right, so now we are in seven. That is a six. All right, so gotcha, bitch. What? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Elfie's making... Okay, yeah. Cool. So your sheet's pulled up here. All right. Sorry, my wife just texted me about the game. So with the six, uh, I'm going to have you roll that again. Because that's going <laughs> to... Pity from the DM. That's how we like to start it. I like it. Yeah, oh, it's a much better. There we go. Hey. That's another 13. That's a 13 for Constitution. Uh, 15? 15? 15. You're right. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't that. know much about math, but that looks like 15. Yep. Yeah, that is 15. All right. Ryan, how much experience have you had in math? Uh, I was pretty much a B and C student in math, so uh, yeah. There we go. Just for the record, we're like three minutes into this, and already all the players are right, and Ryan's wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> this is no different from any other D and D session I've ever run. So, 
Alright, so let's have that same for intelligence. See if you get higher what? than mine is naturally. Oh, shit. That's a 17. Damn. Yeah, I'm yes, so it shit. is. Boss score. <laughs> that is a 17 intelligence. That's a 32 in Ryan's math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Never gonna live that down. <laughs> Alright. Uh, wisdom up next. Man, Rez Rez is actually coming out pretty good here. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you're our oh. saving grace. Did you give me that pity roll? And now for that warlock charisma. Yep. Here it comes. No whammy, here no whammy, go. no whammy. Natural ones. Here we go. Hey, oh, there you to see. Okay. That is you an eight. You can switch two scores, though. All right, so the eight, yeah. uh, the eight's going to stay because that's just a minus one. So, uh, do you want to switch any scores here? Well, yes. I need my charisma to probably be the highest one, right? Yeah. So, uh, what was what was my twenty-one wisdom? Should I change that one to be incredibly stupid and then have my charisma, or will that not help the party? Should I, should I just do the eight, the uh, fifteen, or something for my charisma? What so, say you, my travelers? Right now, your intelligence is a 17, and your charisma is an 8, uh, so you could switch those to... Um, yeah, just uh, however you want to do this. All right, if no one objects, then I'll just do that. Give, it the, give charisma the highest number, we'll switch those. Alrighty. I'll go back to being dumb as a rock. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Dumb and sexy, I like it. <laughs> yes. There we go. Alright, so that is Rez. Uh, I will work on getting that to where you can uh, actually edit it. Uh, so that you can work on that as we kind of uh, prepare for the next session. But for the meantime, uh, let me go ahead and close that out. Uh, let's do Joe next. All right, let's go, Joe. It's in a weird order, Ryan. What's going on? We're going bottom to top. Oh, yeah. All right, ready? Here we it's go. It's chaos. Ooh. Impressive. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh, that's I'm actually nice going to step away for just one second, all right? Yeah, dude, cool. that is a great roll. That is a 17. That's 17. a 25. All right, so 17 strength, dexterity, we're looking 11. at 11, all right. All right, cool. Oh, Constitution. 16. That is, that is a constitution of some authority. <laughs> oh, you put that under con? Okay, hold on, let me my paper. 16 con. All right, ready? All right. Nine. Nine intelligence. Is it mean if I hope my brother gets a seven? Man, we got some professors <laughs> up in here. <laughs> yeah. Twelve. Twelve. Four wisdom. Good scores. There we go. Oh, stop rolling stuff. Come on. <laughs> it's because I keep clicking on the number. All right, and for charisma. Seventeen. Man, you guys are killing it. Oh, my word. Oh, to do Barokai good. <laughs> 
See, this is this is why I think everyone should roll stats because I mean, look at this. Starting out with two seventeens oh, and sixteen. Do I ever see a fellow dummy? This is sweet. All right, there we go. Why, why can I not hear anything now? All right, perfect. I can I can hear you. Okay. So yeah, I can you. switch. You said I can switch two stats. Yeah, if you want to. Can I switch three stats? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I need my dex and wisdom to be the highest. But let me think for a second. Uh, which character type are you playing? I'm a human monk. Okay. I'm an old lady. Gotcha. Nice. Come back to me with the switch. Okay. Um, do you want to switch like dexterity and charisma, or uh, dexterity or and strength? Uh, I was thinking I was going to change dex for my con stat because the con is seventeen, right? Uh, your con is sixteen. Oh, con 16. So charisma yep. 17? Yeah, charisma 17. All right, so then... Watch yeah. your mic. Watch switch. your mic, Rez. Oh, Sorry. shit, Mike. Yeah, switch decks with my charisma. So 11 charisma. Okay. 17 decks. Cool. And then... Switch my con with wisdom. Okay. So 12 con... 16 wisdom. Gotcha. Alright. There we go. Those are some good fucking stats. Yeah. Nice. I got lucky. Why do I feel like I'm going to roll like oh, garbage right now? Alright, me too. <laughs> totally. Here we go, yeah. Prax. I'm going to be the Joe Biden of Paladins. I'm going to string together a sentence. I'm going to fall down the stairs. Oh, man. Is it so the, Dex, the powers of the holy... Uh, come, come on, man. You know, like the thing. I cast Lay on, lay on my hairy legs. <laughs> no, lay on this child's legs. Uh, I'm going to smite Corn Pop. He's a bad dude. <laughs> Is the is the order of strength, dex, con, int, whiz, charisma? Yep. Okay. Alright, here we go. Forty six is for strength. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Boop. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, average. I am a warrior. I needed that to be higher. There we go. <laughs> Alright. You can uh, satisfy a lot of women with average. Twelve. <laughs> is that what they've been telling you? <laughs> okay, so that's a nine for Dex. All right. So far, so good. All right. Here we go. Here not we much go. better. Fifteen. Fifteen's Fifteen. Not bad. All right. Uh, okay. Fifteen, 15 again for int. 15. All right. Now going for wisdom. That's a 10. 11? 11, yeah. All right. Yep. And one more. 14. 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
that's what I got. Uh, strength 12, Dex 9, Constitution 15, Intelligence 15, Wisdom 11, Charisma 14. Yep. I, I'm thinking I got to do myself a favor and put 15 where strength is and 12 where int is. Okay. I think I can't go as a fighter with 12 strength, especially with low dex. Uh, and then is that is that count for the swap, or do I get one more swap if I you want to? You can do another swap. Okay. I don't know. I'm looking for input, but I think 14 charisma goes to dex and the 9 charisma. Absolutely. The 9 comes down. All right. That so it looks, like, it looks like this now. Do you, do you plan on being like a heavy armor fighter or like a mid-range armor, a little bit agile? Uh, I hadn't decided that, actually. What What factor do I need to consider? Consider like if you're going to use a swap between a bow and a weapon, maybe like a sword, you want a little bit of aim. Your dex also goes at AC, so if you have like heavy armor, you won't get the dex, but if you use like mid-range armor, you will get the dex on top of the armor. So it depends so, on how you... So maybe you sw swap the 15 constitution. I think I'm, I'm out of swaps. I got two swaps. Yeah, so... Yep. I think that was 14. the... Does 14 and 15 cross the threshold, though? Because might, he might get the same bonus. Yeah, it's the same bonus. Okay. Because the bonus is, is applied on even stats, so you wouldn't get a plus three until you get to 16. Okay. Yeah, because 18, 19 is a plus four. Hmm. All in all, though, that is a, like, that's a pretty decent fighter. Okay. Yep. All right. Thank God for swaps. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and last but not least, we've got John. Oh boy. All right, 46. Yep. I'm gonna, I am going to predict I'm going to be the worst of the of the four of us right now. Ready? <laughs> Swaps okay. will get you. It's okay, baby. Uh, Let's take care of you. 10-ish? Yep. Ten. Looks like we got a 10. All right. Oh, oh you love oh, 18. 18. <laughs> 18 dexterity. Let's run again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I right, got it working. All right. All right, here we go. Oh, God. Yeah. Seven. That is a seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go, so go ahead, roll that one again. Roll it again right yeah. now? Yeah, roll, roll it again. I, against my own better uh, foresight, I will take the seven. If nice. Right. I'll All take right. it. There you go. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that is your constitution score that will determine how many hit points you have, but if It'll you want it... It'll probably get swapped. All right. Fair enough. All right, so intelligence is up next. Twelve. Yeah. That's a little plus one bonus there. Okay. Wisdom. All right. Ah, 14. 14. Oh, 14. 14. And charisma. Nine. Those are D4s. Oh, shit, thank you. <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Sorry. It glided a little bit north. Here we go. Will it be worse? Not Almost. much better. <laughs> 11. 11. 11. Alrighty. Oh, oh. There we go. Alright, so uh, do you want to swap anything? I think that would be a good idea. If I'm going to play a paladin. Yep. All right. So I need something better in strength. Mm hmm. 
yeah, strength, charisma, and constitution. Uh, constitution's a big one for paladins. I will still let you reroll constitution if you want to. Uh, but if you yeah. want to keep it, you can keep it. I'll tell you what, let's hit this. Alright. I mean, it's not much better. Alright, I'll go with the 11. There we go. Don't forget, your races are going to have stat pluses to it. That's yes. true. Well, you can also would... your weaknesses a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm, I'm going to stick with the 7. I'm going to make him a dumb dragonborn. Okay. Gotcha. Alright. So you're going to swap your intelligence with your con? Yes. Alright. And then I believe I want to swap dex with strength. Okay. Or should I swap wisdom with strength? Uh, I I think wisdom is important, but I don't I don't quite know what paladins get. I was going to be less of a spellcaster paladin. Right, More of a brute. Yeah, I definitely swap uh, strength and dex then. All right, let's do that. Put the put the put the eighteen on charisma. Eighteen on charisma? No. Oh. All right. There we go. You will, as a dragonborn, you will get a bump to your charisma. So that is. At a twenty and strength too, right? Well, wait. Let me ask you a question. I have a plus two strength. I can start with twenty strength the first level. Let's see. Uh, as yeah. far as a. I mean, yeah, if it gives you a bonus, then I, uh, you rolled it fair and square, so. All right, okay. We'll go with this. And if, if that's what the dice show, then I, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't start with a 20. That's, you rolled it. You, ro you took that risk and it paid off. I'm really dumb, though. Like, I'm going to attack a tree, and then you guys are going to have to fight all the monster <laughs> goblins attacking us. You're going to be like, dummy, what? come over here and defend what? us. We're going to sit behind John's character just turn him. Just like go that guy. <laughs> Dude, apparently I'm going to be I'm going to be attacking the tree with you. Yeah, put a put a leash on me and just tug me like in a direction you need me to go. Remember Blinken and Men in Tights where he's fucking up that support beam? <laughs> 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 hey. So uh, Joe, you said you're going to be a monk? I'm going to be a human monk. Okay. I'm going to focus on grappling. Okay. So it's going to be a ground and pound. Let's... Do you have any advice for for me in terms of the a fighter or if we have a warlock, a paladin, and a monk, what what fourth role would need to be? So I, I will the most? praise this. I will praise this about fifth edition. Fighters get a lot of cool shit that I haven't seen before. So I would recommend to like read through it and find out what playstyle you kind of want. It's hard to to go, okay. off, uh, you know, off a whim. It, whenever I think of playing a fighter, like I think of the weapon I want to use. What weapon did you want to use? Yeah, because you you like develop a fighting style, so like, yeah. you try to think about how you want to kind of be in the battlefield, and then you can just pick a fighting style that correlates. And you have good strength, dex, and con, so you can go you can go uh, dual wield because you have the dex. You can go throwing because you have the dex, and you get the power still from strength. You have, you're very versatile. Cool. Yep. Thanks. I'll read up on it some more. Absolutely. 
And at first level, you don't have to choose. The only one who has to make a big choice at first level is uh, Rez. You'll have to choose your patron. Naturally, yes. <laughs> but, uh, like, even, you know, John, I don't think you'll have your oath to start with. I might be mistaken about that. Paladins might get their oath at first level, but I think they don't get it until third. I um, think you're right. But you won't have to pick your uh, you won't have to pick your discipline yet, Prax and uh, Joe. Same with the uh, the monk. You won't have to pick anything until uh, until oh, third great. level. I already got my oath picked. I'm I'm all in on vengeance. Sweet. Oh, nice. <laughs> So I think you guys might be able to edit your character sheets now. Yep. Since I added them to your... So so as we... Uh, you can do it tonight or uh, just, you know, as we prepare for the next session, you can do it then. Uh, but you'll be able to build out your characters here on Roll20, and that's where they'll live. Gotcha. Cool. Sweet. Thanks, man. Awesome. That looks really cool. Yeah. Now... Uh, I've given you guys a little bit of information about this world. Uh, I have not released a lot of details about this into kind of the, the main world or the main world what am I talking about? to my audience. God, one beer, one beer. And I can't talk. Are <laughs> oh, yourself a libertarian? <laughs> no, being a libertarian means you can't talk until you have one beer. <laughs> nice. So, just a little bit of, uh, of information on Nighthaven. The world that you guys are in, the continent, is the continent of Dareholm. And uh, this continent has been kind of ruled over by multiple different forces over history. So back in the day, the first empire that ruled was the Empire of Gwen. They started in kind of the central coastal area of the continent and took over most of it. They were overthrown in a massive revolt. Uh, everything kind of splintered into different uh, kind of separate territories. And then a group of dragons who were led by Lothorian the Grey... Uh, who was like a kind of mega dragon. Uh, he is the offspring of a chromatic and a metallic dragon. So he's basically an iron dragon. If that helps you guys have an image of what Lothorian was when he was alive. And he conquered the entire continent. <laughs> bling dragon. Yes, he's a <laughs> bling dragon. And that dragon represents good or evil? Uh, so he he was pretty much pure evil. Okay, that's not my guy. Right. I'm waiting to hear the good dragon. <laughs> so good dragons, generally speaking in, in D&D, uh, metallic dragons are good, chromatic dragons are evil. Okay. And yes, he does come with 30-inch spinners. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Slammer. Yeah. Hilarious. Now, now that reminds me of like the cover of Painkiller from <laughs> Judas Priest. That's yep. what that dragon looks like. Mm -hmm. Google nice. it. You don't know what it looks like. Are they shaped like a beholder where all the eyes are coming out to the tire? Like <laughs> Nice. Oh, that would be a monstrosity. 
but awesome, but a monstrosity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically there was a, another huge war to overthrow him. Uh, and over the course of that war, humans, elves, dwarves, all the races of Dareholm discovered gunpowder which is the innards of dragons like it's the it's their breath weapon that has been vaporized wow so that happened about 20 years before actually that happened 30 years before where you guys are right now so firearms are on the table if you want your character to have uh firearms uh, like flintlock era firearms are available to everyone. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. With a twenty wow. strength, can I just walk around holding a cannon and yeah. like somebody else can light it? <laughs> how, so, how so, can I learn more about what's available to me now that you've made firearms available? I've I'll never played with firearms. I'll send you some information. Uh, there, there are okay. special stats for it, but basically, if you're proficient with. Uh, with uh, martial ranged weapons, you're proficient with firearms. Okay. Can I mount a minigun on my familiar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? As long as you're insured. Absolutely. Did you pay for it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, is Dareholm a constitutional carry kingdom? So it's it's funny that you mentioned that there there are there are certain rules uh, specifically in Nighthaven. Just a little bit about Nighthaven itself. This is the northernmost point of civilization. Oh, half, it's called Nighthaven because half of the city is in pretty much constant darkness. Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. There's this <laughs> giant rocky overhang where the mountain opens up. Uh, the locals have taken to calling this place the Maw. As in, like, the Maw of a giant beast. And uh, the primary... It's it's an industrial town, so there's lots of mining, uh, obviously because there's a big giant cave opening, uh, lots of weapon refinery, uh, lots of gunpowder manufacturing, and... Uh, a whole lot of, you know, businesses all around that kind of stuff. The makeup of the population, you're looking at a huge percentage of dwarves, uh, a few elves here or there. They've got, like, consulates for elves and a few elven businessmen, a lot of humans and a lot of halflings. Everyone else is going to be pretty rare but occasionally present. So, uh, John, as far as, like, Dragonborn go... Uh, you'll be somewhat of a uh, a novelty in Nighthaven. Okay. And I some. Have oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. For, I have a question for the players. I, I need to, Ryan. Um, are we, are we doing the? Are we doing voices? Is it? Are, are I'm doing, not. I'm not doing. No, voices. no voices. Maybe Joe. Anyone else? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you can. I, I, no, no judgment zone. I'm just asking. Are, are, are we? Uh, if you want to be the one person who does it, that's fine with me. But I'm, I, nope. You, 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 you hear my character's voice. Right? I guarantee, Prax, I guarantee you won't be the one person doing voices because I will be doing voices. Oh, okay. There you go. That's all I need. No, Thanks. not 
don't not do voices because I'm not. I'm not doing voices because I would ruin this whole stream for anybody watching. That's <laughs> if you're good at it, do it. Rock out. Uh, I, me. I, I'm good at it, uh, but sometimes the there's you know Res can uh, attest to this. If you watch any of our YouTube con content, I tend to like drift. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have the accent down, and then I'm just like I start turning to like uh, my my. My German starts sounding Jamaican, you know, just like it, it's all over the map. It's all right. It's all good. Drifted okay. too. Dominic okay. Toretto drifted too. So yeah, right. yeah absolutely. <laughs> hey, we're fa we're family, right? We're family. Yeah. We're family. Who needs steady uh, accents when you have family? <laughs> we recently did one we haven't released yet, where I try to do strong bad, and I devolved into Kevin from the Office. So I just <laughs> Kevin from the Office. <laughs> <laughs> And so, of course, because John and Joe are on here, I'll do it uh, for, for the benefit of them. Rex Dunian. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I will need an answer to the question in chat. Uh, can I have a greatsword with a hand cannon built into the hilt? We'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. Because that, I mean, like, gun swords would be a thing. That's just a very, like, it's it's something you would have to get enough gold and find the right person to design it for you. It's it's like a specialized item. So okay. a first level character would not have a gun sword. But after that, gun swords could potentially be on the table. All right. About gun fists. Yeah. Mm. There, there was some movie or show where someone had a gun fist. Oh, it was Inglorious Bastards. That's what it was. They had the like the guns that you had to like press up against someone's head to shoot. All right, I didn't see that. I'm pretty sure mm. that yeah, in the theater scene, they had like little tiny guns on their wrists that they like pressed up against people's heads, and then it would fire. Oh yeah, it was like a punch. Yeah, punch shot, straight out of anime, basically. <laughs> shot. Stay, I, I don't think my character can take a gun. I'm, I have a seven intelligence. I'd be sweeping the muzzle <laughs> across everybody. I'd have ter terrible <laughs> trigger discipline. <laughs> I was gonna say Barakai wouldn't use a gun, but she does have gunfire nails. Nice. That's classy. Absolutely. Oh, uh, now Salamu's talking about shotgun knees. Oh, that's like some it, that's like standard kit, right? <laughs> It'd be a blunderbuss, but... Shotgun knees sounds like a nickname for a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All you gotta do is tilt the head back when you hear that... <laughs> oh god alright I think we've officially become explicit uh, on iTunes uh, <laughs> I'll peel it back I apologize oh don't, don't worry about <laughs> it well, she may also end up in the tavern as well we'll find out <laughs> there, there you go sexy sex oh yeah there we go. so yeah Night Haven itself um, as far as like martial ethic goes Everyone is, it's understood that everyone's going to be carrying some kind of armament. Uh, generally, like, swords, pistols, daggers, things like that are expected. 
Uh, if you're carrying around like a giant polearm or something like that and you're not a guard, people might give you some looks. Um, but generally, carrying weapons is seen as fine. Uh, the one area that you guys might run into trouble with, Nighthaven does have a rule against being heavily armored outside of times of war. It's okay, I identify as a guard. <laughs> <laughs> Are we at war? Uh, no, there, there's not currently a war on. Um, there are... John might start one. <laughs> there are there are armors that are designed to work around this rule, which we'll we'll get into. Mm. Uh, since your characters will be kind of tangentially associated with the underworld, you'll you'll know a little bit about stuff like that. Whether or not you're an outright criminal, I'll leave up to you. Okay. So, you so some armors may be capable of concealing our weapons. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds like you set my path. I'm going to be a dragonborn with a pole arm, heavily armored, <laughs> and on wartime. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make I'm make a lot of friends. Uh, let me lead. I'll be a monk with no armor or weapons. So. John, John's going to be walking around with just a sign that says "Notice me." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that is uh, you know that's the world of Nighthaven that you guys will find yourselves in. Um, just a, a quick word about some of the stuff that's uh, in here. Government-wise, you're dealing with uh, basically a, a representative democracy, so nonsense. Um, <laughs> as far as like police presence, you've got a couple different entities that act uh, as protection, security, police. There's the uh, the main guard. Uh, the city guard, the city watch, uh, they kind of represent the council. Uh, the council is the elected body. They're the quote-unquote official authorities of Nighthaven. You have the Temple of Kador, which is a uh, kind of warrior's temple. The uh, acolytes of Kador call themselves the uh, like the shields of Kador, the shield maidens of Kador... Uh, there's a couple different branches within there. Uh, so John, your character, again, this is up to you. You may or may not be associated with them, but you definitely know a lot about them and are familiar with their, uh, religion. And then the, uh, the next, there's bounty hunters, detectors, detectives, whatever word you want to use for them that operate within the city. The most famous or infamous one, depending on who you ask, is a guy named Kieran Devitt. He works out of Black Hat Detection, which is over here on the map in the Maw. Uh, for those of you who can see Roll20 here on the screen, he, yeah. he will be a major NPC. There will be more on him in Session 1. All of your characters will know him personally or know him by reputation. So okay. I'll, I'll give you guys some information offline about him to uh, help kind of build your, your backstory and how you relate to him. Okay. And the last authority that you have in Nighthaven is the... Uh, oh, what do I call them? Oh, the Nighttime, or the Night Society. Not the Nighttime Society. Those are the kids from Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> society. I was just, just going to comment about that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Knight Society, they are the quote-unquote magic police. So uh-huh. they enforce all of the laws around magic. They heavily regulate the use of magic within the city. Um, well, we're going to have some problems. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> one, one of the, like, one of the big laws of magic is uh, don't deal with extraplanar entities for your power. So being a warlock is like a crime. Essentially. Perfect. And I'm done with high charisma, so... <laughs> I smell a murder hobo coming. <laughs> I'm a stupid pal and you're a criminal. We're not going to get along very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a total statist in this campaign. Oh, God. <laughs> Slamu, Slamu has called you a Jesus lizard, John, so... We have to take down the muggle <laughs> So those are the authorities that you'll butt heads with. Um, so it's a mix of like kind of private security and a, a state monopoly you. that are at odds with each other. So there you go for any of you who are here for libertarianism. But yeah, that's this is the world that you guys find yourselves in. Um, and as far as current events in the city... This will be kind of the backdrop of the campaign. Uh, the Tower of Zalev, here in the middle, this is the kind of major magical academy of Nighthaven. This is, if you are in Nighthaven, or if you're in the north and you want to be a mage, you go to the Tower of Zalev to learn. Unless your name is Rez and you deal with extra planar entities for your powers. Or do I? <laughs> um, so... The Knight Society, they're cool with that whole operation. It just has limits and rules. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They like they're they're an arm of the Tower of Zalev. Oh, okay. Alright. This this is a state school. <laughs> your your tax money pays for these wizards to, to learn gotcha. to learn their nonsense. <laughs> Got it. Excellent. Like it or not, it's yep. paying for that school. <laughs> I think the wizards are bad. Wait till you beat the administration. <laughs> are private wizard academies allowed, or are they banned? They're banned. Oh, man. Mm. Good question. Banned. We have, we have basically ten years to act on dragon change before we pass the point of no return. Yep. So it's important. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yep. Cool. So, uh, Tower of Zalev, I bring that up because recently... Uh, six of the students from Zalev, six of the Acolytes, have gone missing. Oh. Under uh, mysterious circumstances, all of the authorities of Nighthaven have been looking for them. Uh, the Guard and the Night Society have not had much luck. The Temple of Kador has found a couple operations that are trafficking people, um... And Kieran Devitt has been hired by uh, the parents of these of these children to, to find them. Okay. And by children, they're like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So where you guys will enter the story, uh, Kieran has basically subcontracted you guys to help him. 
And so the first uh, point of contact you'll have will be uh, with Kieran. That's where we'll pick things up in the uh, kind of the beginning of the campaign uh, next month. And uh, you guys are, are meeting him at the Shady Inn, named because it's in the mall and it's always shady there. And because it's kind of a shady inn. So. There's businesses in the mall? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, lots that's... of businesses in the mall. Oh, wow. That's okay. where um, Shotgun Knees is at. <laughs> and there are... Uh, there are Ma, even, I want to go to the Ma. Even, even inside the mall, like in the tunnels, there are businesses in there. Wow. In fact, uh, in the tunnels, which kind of lead underneath Nighthaven and out of the city, that's like where... That's basically your, your Moss Eisley cantinas and, and things like that. That's where the, the underworld is. Is literally under the world. Oh. Location, location, location. Yep. <laughs> My character is not going to like that area of town. He's just <laughs> not going to enjoy it. <laughs> cool, so that... I'm going to be into it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's always shady in Philomopia. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. The well, game kidnaps a mage. On, uh... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. John starts a war. <laughs> exactly. Stupid though, you could drag me along. You could convince me of all kinds of things, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be that. No, we sh you can't kidnap somebody. No, this is why we're. Oh, okay, makes sense. <laughs> at so some I point, read up on my firearms. At some point, I fully expect someone to like speak into a jar and be like, "John, this is the voice of your deity. It is okay to kidnap these kids." Fall for it too, guys. <laughs> All right, so does anyone have any big questions or anything like that about the campaign world? Anything you want to uh, ask? Go ahead. Um, that's what we're here for. Oh. Uh, will we open the story like knowing one another? Yeah, yeah, you guys will okay. all know each other either just by reputation or actually know each other. Okay. Rez, have you chosen a race? Uh, I think I'm going to go real crazy and be an elf. Okay. Cool. They're right. usually good with magic, so I don't know if that's true or not, but I assume they are, so. Yeah. Is, what, what are, are there any, like, views, are any certain races oppressed here? Like, is there, like, a dwarf quarter where, like, they get, you know, shit on and stuff like that? I mean, like, the, the races kind of have their own separate parts of town that they've kind of, like, built for themselves like the dwarves own the mine so they're more towards the maw uh the elves think they're better than everyone so they're up in this region called the high spire which is where all the fancy people live mm -hmm. um but you can find dwarves and elves kind of all throughout the city uh <clears throat> one thing that will be important the uh wood elves and the high elves don't get along they hate each other So, uh, Rez, whichever whichever one of those you end up going with, or if you go with one of the other kinds of elves, I can send you all that information. Uh, but okay. 
if you if you pick a wood elf, you'll hate the high elves, and if you pick a high elf, you'll hate the wood elves. Right. Why don't Why don't they like each other? Do the high elves smoke all the wood elves' trees? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was gonna say, can you be a high wood elf? Yes. <laughs> in fa In fact, if you are a wood elf, it is expected that you're high. That's right. How much is uh, Kieran Devitt paying us for this? Uh, he, he will negotiate that with you guys uh, once you get there. Okay. Because it'll be a percentage of what the parents are paying him. And yes, Slamu uh, in chat here, both elf races hate dwarves. And dwarves <laughs> hate elves. We're doing this right. What if I recruit three people to help with the hunt? And then they recruit three people to help with the hunt. <laughs> Would there be some kind of like, you know, business model here, like trickle down? Like, I don't know. Sell some phone phone cards. I don't know if Kieran's trying to start a pyramid scheme here, uh, but what, dude? It's multi-level marketing. Come on. Same <laughs> kids. This is my detective agency slash MLM. Dude, don't have you ever thought about being your own boss? I mean, is there too much months at the end of the money? I mean, you know what job stands for, right? Just over broke? Come on, guys. Do we know Kieran's alignment? Uh, Kieran is true neutral. Okay. Okay. Ki Kieran is very fun. much, uh, like... Think of him like Geralt. He's basically just like, where's the money? Toss him a coin. Yeah, Got it. give me the money, and we'll talk about where I can find your grandma who wandered away. So, does he actually care about these kids, or he just kind of sees the opportunity that people were willing to pay him to save their children? Uh, that you guys aren't really sure about. That you'll okay. basically have to kind of gauge him uh, as you talk to him. Okay. Are there any? <laughs> I'm sorry, God. No, I'm just thinking. I think we're all excited, so we're like, we're like ready to go, you know. <laughs> I'm ready to start rolling. <laughs> sorry, Absolutely. go ahead. Cool. Uh, are there are there any town rumors that are that you can come up with the off the top of your head that might be important for us? Yeah, yeah. There are there are a bunch of town rumors going around um, with kind of you you guys being either involved or knowledgeable of some of what's going on in the underworld, you know, recently in Nighthaven, a new, a new gang has basically showed up. Uh, they, they are the, uh, they're, they're known for wearing gray cloaks and I have a name for them. The gray cloaks? Uh, the no, it is, it's not that. <laughs> Let's see. Did ever? Oh, one second. Fifty Shades of Grey cloaks. <laughs> Great our imagery out. I pay. I pay shotgun knees to take care of these boys. <laughs> what are you so mad about? Come on, let's go. Yeah, lighten up. But yeah, these these gray cloaked mages have showed up in in mm. Nighthaven, and they are like people have seen them use magic and stuff like that. So there's uh. The underworld is like gearing up for gang war, basically. Everyone's kind of, you know, swelling their ranks. 
Uh, the main crime boss in the city is a guy named Mandrake Hawk. And his gang is called Hawk's Talons. Good thing his first name isn't Mike. Yeah. Uh. Yep. <laughs> so, for as far as these gangs are concerned, what's the perceived alignment? Because I don't, I wouldn't know them. But what do the gen, what's the general public think of them alignment-wise? Only because as a lawful good paladin, I have to figure out if they're a concern or not. So the people in the High Spire and the City Council and everything, they hate them. Um, in the Maw, it's kind of mixed emotions about them. Because in, in a lot of cases, like, you know, these guys are running, like, payday loan operations and things like that. So some people rely on them. Uh, a lot of businesses in the Maw, like, pay them protection money. So there's... You know, some of them, some people would perceive them as a threat. Some people would perceive them as uh, kind of the devil they know. Yeah. Uh, they'd rather deal with them than with the state because they're at least honest, you know, about what they are. So it's a little bit of that, but they are definitely 150% illegal, if that means anything to your character. Woo. Only only if we have strict immigration laws, because if we do, I have to uphold those strict immigration laws. <laughs> it's illegal aliens just coming in this town. <laughs> Get em. So, so you're you're the paladin of ice, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> ice, ice, pally. So yeah, the the gang is called the Hori Syndicate, not the Horny Syndicate, the Hori Syndicate. That's not much better. I don't know if you really, I know you mean I know you mean different spelling, but like that, but uh mm -hmm. Yes. Like that. H O R Y H O A R Y. Shaka Knees runs the Hori Syndicate. Yeah. Yes, yeah, oh, I was, yep, I, was getting, I was typing it out <laughs> as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, they they've popped up as uh, hoary, be, yes. being defined as gray or white, mm -hmm. with or as if with age, extremely old. I had to Google it. Thank they describe shotgun knees also. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shot, shotgun knees uh, thinks this whole thing is a uh, little bit of gimmick infringement there, so. And so, so Mandrake Hawk is Hawk's talons, but unrelated to the Hori Syndicate. Right. Yeah, the Hori Syndicate is a uh, a new gang. They're they're rivals to Hawk's talons. Okay. Oh, is it? Uh, but the Gray Cloaks is the Hori Syndicate. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And all of them hate the Newsboys. The what? The Newsies. <laughs> the the little kids selling papers. They all have yeah, 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 yeah. The little kid awesome. gang. Them. Got I Oliver mean, I... and Artful Dodger gearing up for war against Hawks Talons. Nice. 
Oh God. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna come across <laughs> firearms users then. Oh yeah. Whether we use them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be gunslingers. Okay. All right. What are the self defense laws in, in the in the country? You know, is it is it an escalation thing? Like if, if they have a gun, I, that's the only time I can use a gun. Or if they're coming at me, can I use whatever means necessary? So it's, I mean, it's like medieval martial ethic. Uh, basically, if someone uses violence against you, you're you're free at that point to do whatever. Perfect. It's it's pure like castle doctrine, self defense kind of thing. Perfect. Is there so, a thing where I can catch bullets in my teeth like the last dragon? Nice. So. With it's a level 20 talent. The the monk does at some point develop the ability to catch missiles. So I will say that you can you can catch and throw back bullets. What? Damn, I want to be right. a monk. Because monks can <laughs> catch and throw back arrows. And if there's bullets, then yes, you, you pretty much have to extend the same thing. So I should throw the Barukai idea out and just do Last Dragon, John. <laughs> just my focus is I'm searching for the glow. Shot though, can he catch buckshot like in, or does it blow his fingers off? So that would be that would be difficult. With uh... I would imagine <laughs> you'd have to pass a Neo challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would. I mean, the way that it works is you reduce damage, and then if you reduce it completely, you catch the uh, the missile. So it would be like you're you're knocking, or you're, you're dodging most of the buckshot, and like you catch one or two of the shots, and you can throw it back at a certain level. Oh, the question you know is, what? does he know kung fu? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, question on the monk's armor. So I get my dex and wisdom to the armor. Yep. Um, I think, so if I remember correctly, like maybe it's not in third edition, maybe it's Pathfinder, um, guns bypass decks or maybe they bypass armor. I'm not too sure. So how, how would that work for trying to dodge a gunshot? Uh, so that's not a thing in 5e. It's just, it's purely, uh, everything is rolled a hit against armor class. Okay. Is there any way for me to look at the other source books? I don't own them. Uh, yeah, hit me up offline. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, just just to reiterate, Vengeance Paladin uh, for John, Monk for Joe. Have you determined what path you're going to go as a monk? Or So, I'm still looking at two. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is like an elementalist, because they have this water spell where I can grab easier, like grab from a distance. Mm-hmm. And then the Flurry of Blows gives me extra attacks with the Flurry of Blows ability. And if I grab somebody, I get advantage on attack. So if I grab somebody, I can hit them more often with the advantage roll. So I don't know. It's between the two. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then Prax, do you have any ideas around like what kind of fighter you want to be? Uh, now that I see that we have a lot of frontline beef already with like, or at least frontline, I don't know. Monk's dexterous and uh, Paladin's beefy and holy or whatever. He's going to be up in the grits. Um, I guess I'm thinking more range, especially now that you've introduced guns. And I've never used guns before. Sounds kind of fun. So I kind of want to play with that, especially the flavor I can pull off with like a certain race and whatever goofy accent I want to try to pull off. So I'm going to spend some time noodling on it. 
Uh, but I'm going to get back to you probably in the next two days. That's all right. Gotcha. Um, Dude, pick, pick guns and I'll grab them like this and just like turn them to you so you can just shoot them up. There you go. There you go. Down. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I like that. Sounds great. And oh, then, that'd be awesome. And then Rez, um, have we talked at all about different kind of warlock patrons? No, is that my no? Is that my god or my familiar or what? What is that? Uh, so the patron, uh, I'll go ahead and pull up a guide here. Just we can talk through uh, warlock because uh, smarter people than me have put together good guides for uh, warlocks and five e. Uh, your your patron is the person you made a pact with for your powers. Okay. So if we go down past all this. We'll get to pacts here in just a little bit. Um, from like purely a meta perspective, wow, we're still we're still going through this. Are you showing oh, something on the stream? It's up here. Yes. Um, okay. Let's see. Hey, we're there we go. Our first, we're getting our first scroll already. We haven't even started the game. Pact breakdown. Here we go. Uh, so I've played a Pact of the Blade Warlock. That's a pretty interesting, uh, basically you're a warlock who made a pact with an ancient weapon. Uh, so you end up like using a sword or in this case, uh, there, there are ways to make it a ranged weapon. So you could make a pact with a gun if you wanted to. <clears throat> That's already what I was thinking. Cause it would be cool if I, like, I have to hide my, the fact that I'm a warlock or something like that. But because it just looks like a gun or something like that, or I don't know, that was that was what I was thinking about. Yep. And then there's uh, the the one that a lot of people recommend. So Pack to the Chain is the one where you get a familiar. And then Pact of the Tome is kind of the the big one that a lot of people recommend. Um, and then. Uh, Pact of the, I think it's Pact of the Fiend is also Fiend. yeah yeah is also a big one. And there's one with the old gods, right? Yeah, uh, that's that the only is... other one I have the most experience with. Is a warlock. I loved it. Yep. So yeah, we can we can connect uh, offline about that, and uh, you know work through uh, options as far as you know what what your character would would look like and what pact you would go for since you do have to make that decision at first level unlike everyone else who gets to make the decision at third right and then as far as equipment goes for you guys uh it'll be just the starting equipment listed in the player's handbook if you don't have access to that i'll send it to you and that's i think that's everything from my end uh if there's no other questions from you guys, uh, I think that's a good place to kind of leave things for the evening. Uh, does anyone have any other questions that have come up or anything like that? That was awesome. I, I appreciate the work you've already put into it. Thanks. Yeah, for real. I, I expected more, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> oh, really, I never ran a session zero. Our session zeros were like everybody came that were supposed to be prepared, but they weren't. So it was session yeah. zero. This was actually very pleasant. It was a good setup. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. And I figured it would be helpful 
uh, for the people watching to, you know, get a sense of who you guys are, see the character creation process, and learn a little bit about the world before we dive headfirst into Nighthaven. I do have a question. What's yep. the most popular drink in Nighthaven so I can get it ready for August? Let's see. The most popular drink in Nighthaven. Um, I'll have to think about that. I'll have to... Let us know. There, there would definitely be like some some dwarven ales and things like that. But as far as like a mixed drink or a, a specific uh, cocktail, uh, or spirit. I, yeah, or spirit, I'd have to have to think about that. It just it better be brown because clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> it kind of depends on who you ask, because Shotgun needs favorite drink. I mean, what's she drinking all the time? <laughs> think about it. She she is drinking exclusively like Irish car bombs or something like that. <laughs> Whatever. It's not Irish cream. <laughs> it's creamy. So here. On the right track. <laughs> Which Irish car bombs in this universe are called Gwynian wagon blasters. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, dude, if I tried to say that, those three words in succession, I would have totally flubbed that. That was impressive. <laughs> Gwynian wagon blasters. It's the fucking drink. That's what I'm going to make on August. Gwynian wagon blasters. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to come up with something. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Jägermeister with a gummy bear in it. <laughs> oh god! I mean, just drop a flaming Dr Pepper into a Irish car bomb. Yeah, I, think you're, I think you're covered there. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we did it, by the way. Yeah, we're fucking, yeah, we're tempered. We can start that shit now. <laughs> Yeah, tell me if I gotta buy any special supplies for this. Gotcha. I mean, as far as like, I mean, if I will say uh, for for you guys who have dice, if you want to roll your dice outside of roll twenty, uh, I'm fine with that. I'm probably gonna roll my dice outside of roll twenty, uh, just because <laughs> I like rolling dice. No, I thought you meant. I was talking about supplies for the Gwenny and Wagon Blasters. No. I don't, know, I don't know if I need, like, peach knobs. We we're all going to be drinking torch. this. we got to know what this is and got to make sure we have it on hand. I mean, my <laughs> thought for the Gwinning and Wagon Blaster would be uh, basically, like, it's an Irish car bomb. But, oh, okay. Okay. But there's no Irish. There's no cars. There are bombs. But <laughs> but Wagon Blaster just sounds so, so much better than Wagon Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So mostly I'll just be like renaming drinks. Like Big Slamu says it should be the Manhattan in here because he's convinced this is Little Italy in New York. Um, <laughs> which I, I'd i be lying if I said there was no like Goodfellas influence on this. Oh, but man. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. So that's I was gonna... leaning towards maybe a gangster voice. So we'll see. Movie. So yeah, like a Manhattan would be yeah, called. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it like a million times. <laughs> a Manhattan would be called a Cromwell's Keep. Cromwell's Keep. Yeah, because nice. that's the big city. So yeah, I, basically, I'll just be coming up with drink names. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Better you better have a whole whole bunch of them ready. We're gonna spend a lot of time in the tavern, hanging out with Shotgun Knees and Medea. Who's who's to say that Medea's not playing shotgun knees? (laughs) (laughs) Just be ready to go off the rails straight away. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I've already made the plan, thrown it away, and started coming up with another one on the fly that I'll have to throw away again. There you go. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, of course, you know, we're always going to end the show this way. So anything you guys have coming up that you want to plug, uh, you know, talk about your shows. Uh, we'll go ahead and go around starting with, let me roll, let me roll to see who we're going to start with as far as plugs. There you go. go. All right. That's how we end it. As long as All my right. D4 who's, doesn't fall on the floor. Who's one, who's two, who's three, and who's four? Uh, so just based on uh, corners here, Joe is one, John is two, uh, Prax is three, Rez is four. So okay. we are going to... four rhymes with horries. <laughs> <laughs> Hori rhymes with hoary. What are you talking about? All right, so I rolled a one. So Joe is going first, and we'll go Joe, John, Prax, Rez. All right, I guess... Um... I would advise we we recorded two trilogies for our audiobook that takes place within Project Full Blade. Um, you can get them at YouTube. The last two episodes of the second trilogy is on Audible, so you can go ahead and purchase there. You can listen to samples, see if you dig it, check it out. We're actually recording a sci-fi story right now. It's going to be called Super IO. It's in the works. And then if you want to check out Project Full Blade, you can go to projectfullblade.com, see the rules. It's going to be forever changing, so I hope your heart's not set on it. But if you have anything to say, reach out to me directly. I can uh, get back to you as soon as possible. I'm pretty accessible. Nice. Sweet. All right, John, what you got? Oh, we're not rolling? Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, Joe kind of covered it, right? So we have the Wraith Redress is the first audio trilogy we did based on Project Full Blade. All three episodes are free. Just go to the website, projectfullweight.com. You can listen to it, YouTube, any podcast catcher that's uh, all distributed out there. It's also on Audible. There's a small fee. So if you want to throw us money, you can, but you don't have to. It's free elsewhere. Uh, Power, Wonder, and Glory is the second trilogy. Uh, it's good. You should listen to it. The first episode's for free, podcatchers, YouTube. The last two episodes are Audible uh, only right now or available for Patreon subscribers. Um, Super IO, which is the sci-fi story that we're doing next, is still based in the world of Project Full Blade. And uh, as we're building that, which I don't, uh, this isn't, uh, don't hold us to this, but that's probably not going to be released until at least Q4 of this year or Q1 of next year. We have no idea right now, but half the album's done. So I'm I'm putting up the uh, half the album and uh, some orchestral tracks I did for Power Warner Glory on Spotify. Got Spotify uh, iTunes account all set up, so that'll be up there. I'll be ready in about a week. I got some sponsorships coming through on some podcasts and um, uh, artwork by Top Lobster. Well, shout out to Top Lobster at the end here. So. Oh, nice. I will say one more <laughs> thing. Um, my character in this campaign is going to be based after Barakai as an old woman. So if you want to know more about Barakai, you can check out the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to Power, Wonder, and Glory, you may or may not hear uh, the voice of a uh, uh, podcast host and uh, now beleaguered dungeon master from Nashville, (laughs) Tennessee, named Ryan Howard. (laughs) 
Right, right. Could voice act. Yeah, I, I, you did. You did excellent, by the way. I was actually yeah. screaming in my room when I was looking this thing. Takes. I'm like, Ryan, fucking this shit sounded so awesome. Thanks. Thank <laughs> nice. you. And uh, Prax, what you got? Yeah. So check us out. Gamertarians.com has a link to all of what we have going on. Mainly right now, just encourage you to go to our YouTube channel. Uh, check out some of our content. We have long plays through retro games like Final Fantasy VII, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Cuphead. Uh, on Tuesdays, uh, 9 Eastern to 11, you can find us on Twitch where we just interact with the audience talking about libertarianism. And typically we've been playing a lot of Rocket League lately. And uh, if you want to see what a mid-range Rocket, player, uh, Rocket League player looks like, uh, check out our channel. Absolutely. And Rez. Literally everything Prax said. Gamertarians.com. Do you have a Spotify for, for your music or anything like that, Rez? Uh, or a SoundCloud or something like that? Uh, I have a SoundCloud. I don't have a link to it because I'm like user 41683pi, Delta, whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I'll, I don't know. I'll get that for next time. Oh, that's that. If I forgot, I should even show that off to people. It's been so long. But so that's work separate from Gamertarians. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's separate work for, from Gamertarians. So, gotcha. But it's good. Absolutely. Cool. So uh, let's see. Next week uh, on the twenty sixth, I'm going to be doing an introduction to Dungeon Crawl Classics for anyone who is unfamiliar with that system. Talking about why I love it so much. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. And then uh, the week after that, uh, August 2nd, Luau Lu is going to be on to talk about Dare Luck Club, talk about the Mutant Crawl Classics adventures that he's creating. Uh, I met Lou in Texas, uh, so it'll be cool to bring him on, talk to him on the show, hear a little bit about the creations that he's got. And we will pick this game up again in August uh, date to be determined. We'll all decide that, and I'll let you guys know as soon as we have it. Uh, but until then, guys, whether you rolled a 1 or a 20, I am so glad that you rolled your bones with me, Ryan Howard, with these guys here, John and Joe Page, Prax and Rez of Gamertarians, and we will see you next time. Awesome.